We had to start a new space. There was, for the first time, a Twitter glitch. And I'm pretty sure it was Twitter. Welcome back, everybody. If you if you follow Art on the blockchain, you've probably read his tweets, giving insight to both artists and collectors on how to navigate this young, inspired, and tricky space. Today, we're welcoming unknown collector to the show to discuss all things digital art, from AI to experimental pixel art. Artist Journal, July 19th, 2023, broadcasting live from Berlin and New York City on Rug Radio via Twitter Spaces. My name is Adrian Pocabelli, and we welcome back co-host, artist, and conversationalist to the show, Runetune. How is your week going? I've been good. Um, Twitter has been mighty glitchy these days, hasn't it? It sure has. Uh, I started the space. And what happened? And then nobody joined in, and then even Unknown Collector couldn't join in, so I had to start a new one. So unfortunately, that 86 people who had you know, got the reminder, well, hopefully they'll find us now, and we do have people coming in here, and Unknown Collector is connected, and we already have wonderful crowd here, Santiago, Ed Marola, Ah Heck, Dr. Version, Emily, Libro, and many more here. So thank you, everybody, for showing up here and checking out this awesome conversation. Runtune, uh, how is your week going there in New York City? Uh, nothing, nothing terribly exciting to report here, I suppose. Just kind of plugging away. Um, I saw that you were in quite a few spaces this week talking about yourself and your art, Poco Belly. That was pretty <laughs> cool. I missed the one on the one that Kant hosted. Uh, I'll have to check and see if he has a recording later. But um, yeah, that was fun. It's kind of interesting and fun to actually talk about your own art for a while. I was almost rusty, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of funny. Yeah. I, before the show, you know, a year ago, I, you know, I kind of had my, you know, my thoughts pretty clear in my head, but I guess I've said so many things on this show that people then ask me about it. Like, what do you mean by, you know, digital folk art and all this sort of thing? And I'm like, I don't, I have to go back. I, you know, that was, that was about 50 shows ago. So it was really great, and it was really great to just have the practice. And the one with Kant was awesome. It was 90 minutes, and you really never know where that's going to go. So yeah, otherwise, over here, it's been super busy with moving. I actually have a mover coming. My friend Bob is coming in about 90 minutes here to help me move. It's kind of like the big moving day where we move everything you know, from one place to another, and then I give over the keys on Sundays. So it's just a lot of work, a lot of cleaning. A lot of packing up boxes. Yes, that's, you know, I've, I haven't moved in, I think, eight years. So the memory of what it takes to move, especially in a huge metropolitan city. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, I, I am feel for that. I am very grateful to my friend Bob, who is renting one of those huge vans, one of those share share vans. But anyway, let me get to our esteemed guest here, Unknown Collector. Thank you so much for joining us on our weekly spaces here. We've seen your tweets, you know, for a long time. They're always thoughtful. You have this great, you know, interesting, you know, taste in art. I really love it. And so I just want to say hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, nice to be welcome. here. Welcome. Welcome. It's great to nice hear your to, voice. Nice to hear you. Yeah, nice to hear your voices too. <laughs> so I assume you're in an anonymous location. Can you tell us what continent you're in? Uh, Europe. You're I'm in Europe. Europe. 
Okay, very good. So again, welcome to the show. So how is your week going? How are things going with you? Pretty good. Actually, I'm also moving, but not today. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty, you're smooth about it, like a show in between and then the move and yeah, let's go. It's pretty crazy, actually, <laughs> everything I'm trying to do. And I've had these, you know, all that heat out here in Europe. I mean, all around the world, really. I'm not really an allergy guy, but these days I sure am. And so that's just adding more more chemicals to the stew here, uh, more challenges. But again, with the help of friends, it actually becomes more manageable. So I'm happy about that. So you're moving to, and did you find a place? Yeah, yeah. Now we are. We will move like uh, like in August, first week of August, or something like that. I think. But yeah, we will move cities, so also it's a little bit challenging, but um, not the same like like in Berlin. I imagine that it's a little bit more the traffic and the people, and I don't know. Yeah, things can happen. It, just to find an apartment. I mean, there are people that I've heard of who are going back to the U.S. because they can't find an apartment. Like it's. It's that bad. That's and crazy. It is. Like, it's all about just, like, your, who you know. Like, those are the only opportunities I had is my girlfriend's sister's ex-husband was moving to Barcelona, and he wanted to hold on to the apartment. So he was like, oh, you can rent out the apartment. It was like that. So without that, I mean, I had a couple of other maybes that I didn't really love. And so we're going with it. And, yeah, so... Let's talk about art here, uh, Unknown Collector. So maybe just start us off here. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, like, you know, even going back, like, did you go to art school? When did you first start getting into art? And what brought you to the blockchain? <laughs> I got into art. Uh, when did I start my Twitter account? Let's see. October 2021. That's when I got into, <laughs> into art the first time. <laughs> amazing so, so wow. very very recently yeah that's it, it was like a coincidence i have to say i i my family is pretty like they 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 are they make art like as a hobby and my mom is painting and oh my coffee machine is going off um my mom is painting and my sister too so but we were never like the family that goes to to a gallery or museum together, I don't know. I never really was interested in these kind of things, but then I wanted actually to buy an NFT for, for a good friend of mine that is like very tech interested. And then I was looking into it to, like as a birthday present to uh, yeah, give him a, like a picture, <laughs> a JPEG. And then I was like, but the gas fee is $80, the picture is $80. I don't know, this makes no sense, but it, it get, got me interested because I was like, it, there, there needs to be a reason that people are like interested in this and what is behind all of this. And so I got into the NFT, like the technical side of it all. And after some months, thanks God, I, I left the PFP losing money without even having something nice uh, to find art. And then I got like hooked. And since then, I, I think since since I started here, there wasn't a single day that I saw art. Like it, even if I have like nothing, like a free day or something like that with a family, at least in the night or <laughs> on the toilet, I don't know. <laughs> I I look at art, so I'm I'm passionate about it. So would well, you say that it was it was the craziness of the the 2021 market that got you looking at 
NFTs in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. the punks that I saw that day. I saw them like I don't know, twenty. 19 or 2020 but i was always like what is this I, i never you know it always takes me some time even with crypto to to start thinking about but why are people so interested in it what is what is what is the revolutionary thing about it or is there any and this is just bullshit so i i started to to read about uh, provenance and digital ownership and all these kind of things and since then i i i found it very interesting in combination with art that now digital art can be sold that you can prove that you're the this is like the provenance you're the owner and all these kind of things that wasn't was not really possible before so i, I found really interesting opportunity for art and artists well the quantity of the art that we all consume is something i really think about uh, a lot actually is like i think just by virtue of it being on Twitter and a lot of us being on Twitter for, you know, maybe, I don't know, an hour or two a day, probably in a lot of cases means you're consuming a lot of art. And in a weird way, like crypto, it seems like the main use case in a lot of ways. I mean, one of the main use cases is uh, digital art, as you're just saying, being able to buy and sell JPEGs in a credible way. And so it does, uh, it does make me wonder what that's doing to us. Like it, put it this way. I think it's forming tastes and it's forming judgments. Like uh, it's, it's forming uh, an analytical skills, shall we say that are developing. And, uh, and I think maybe that's why, like, I mean, what's so interesting about you already is, I mean, you started collecting and maybe getting into art in like 2021. I mean, this is like perhaps less than two years ago, let's call it two years ago. And already, I mean, there you are practically, you know, one of the thought leaders in the space, putting out interesting commentary for artists and collectors. Uh, do you have anything more to say about just all the art we're consuming? Yeah, I, I find it interesting. Like you have the chance, I feel, you know, I don't say that I have the best taste or something, but I, I definitely see the development of the taste and the judgment of the quality of art is getting better just because I pressure myself to see a lot of art, see a little different art and like not just relying on the timeline that's like the bubble that you have, but trying to reach out in different, yeah, I don't know, object and see everywhere art and like trying to put myself out there and um, learn something every day. And I feel that is very, like the biggest part of it is subconscious, you know, it's like you see a piece of art and then you have this kind of feeling that this is something special and this happens because you are you saw so many thousand pieces of art and you can like subconsciously say this is something different you know it's not like the super yeah that's not the best definition of it but it's it's like the learning process is more subconscious and the rest you have to do cl clearly you have to read about it and these kind of things to yeah to can to can judge it consciously <laughs> It's quite interesting, that whole process. I mean, I find uh, it's quite fast, generally. Uh, if an artist isn't too tricky, like, you know, Hasdrubal Waffle took me actually quite a bit of time to appreciate. Some artists are challenging. And then once you appreciate them, sometimes they become your favorites. Uh, but generally speaking, when I see an image, I feel like I can, you know, it's it's like less than a second. 
And I feel like I can just kind of, it's just got that feeling, that thing that, you, you know, maybe as you're sort of saying, that subconscious thing that, you know, the things that I'm looking for in an image, uh, do you find the same thing or is it something that you kind of think about for longer? Yeah. So how does that work for you? Yeah, I think it's the same, but it like, because I'm so early in the early not like, like short time into art, it definitely is a process that is always changing, you know, that it could mm. be, I had it so much times that I thought about an artist, what is, what is this? You know, I, I don't, yeah. And then I, I look at it back six months later, I was like, wow, it's like the, the most genius artist uh, that we have here. <laughs> like it's never, I can never, I, I, I'm trying to never now that I had this, this, this enlightenment that these things happen um, with me and art piece. I always try when I see a piece of art and think like, what is this? It's like more of a sign to dig deeper into it, to leave it like to save it and to look at it again and to try to understand what's behind it and uh, learn more about it. Because yeah, most of the time it's not, it's not the piece of art. It's me. <laughs> so which, um, can you recall which artists first got you very excited about what you were seeing with NFTs? Uh, my first Kelvin. Kelvin, I will. Can I? What was the last name of it? Kelvin Estefao? Something like a Brazilian artist. I never can say the names because I'm always just writing and never, never actually speaking. So, uh, Kelvin Estefao is, is the name, something like that. I hope I say it right. And I, I bought pieces from him very early on in my journey, and I still buy pieces of him and now. And I see like the development and how how he his vision stays the same. But like now, he he made still images. Now he makes like moving pieces that are something else. And so uh, he was the first one. I, I will try to find the name. And and also while you're doing that. Uh, unknown collector what was it like to buy your first nft like what was the experience for you and you're saying maybe you started with the pfps uh was it a big leap for you to go to art from there because uh, it was for me like pfps still felt like an investment case and i feel like your journey was similar to a lot of our journeys where a lot of us started basically as speculators and profile picture projects and ended up with a little bit of extra cash and then started buying art with it. I, it, it. When was your aha moment with buying NFTs? Yeah, so I found the artist, but I, I don't know how to link <laughs> link him here. But it's the name, Kelvin, Kelvin Estefao, the, in the way you, you say it in Brazilian, <laughs> in Brazilian Portuguese. So, uh, and for the question, yeah, like the, it's, the thing is with PFPs, I just like you... I started and it was like more this kind of formal thing. I didn't have an idea why should be, which PFP should be like valuable. And I just bought some and I burned a lot of money, but it's a lot about who's hyping this. Uh, if it doesn't have like cultural relevance, like punks, maybe that is like the start of it all. But uh, for other things, it's like more who's behind it uh, and other things that you can find out with some data. And this is like very mechanical to trade pfps or to yeah i don't know to to can know which ones will gain in, in value and i i really don't enjoy this process and maybe it would be better maybe you could i could make some money with it <laughs> besides, besides just buying art and don't earn nothing but uh, no it's not my my interest 
in art do you have like this it's more about the art than the, than the nft you know for me it's just like that now with nfts you can actually give it some relevance for the people that before didn't get it and a lot of still don't get it like that nft give them the relevance these pieces with the provenance but at least more and more are understanding so and you started with ai art is that correct and and what was it about ai art that kind of drew you to it is, is that the first art you collected ah uh, no 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 when i started collecting there i didn't even know ai existed i think <laughs> i was not i'm always a little bit like i'm early but a little bit late so uh, i started with normal illustrations and all this kind of different art um yeah i tried you know it was like a it's kind of an addiction also you not just i cannot just look at it i need to own it it's like this is the <laughs> this also makes me so hopeful for the future because I, it awakes this feeling in me that i need to own it instead of just looking at it um, it's this is a different kind of feeling i don't know but um i collected a lot of pieces then i had like i always search for new visual conceptual stimulation then i then i started to collect photography for some months only photography and then i got into ai art and then this was the longest period i think that i that i was very focused in it and um after that now i i i have my favorites and i always start to look what's coming new which, which artist i i didn't see because there are so many thousand artists and you always think yeah I should know them all by now, but they're always coming up. Uh, a lot of artists that are here for some years and I never saw before. And I was like, wow, this, how is this possible? You know, that's funny. That's a, that's a problem I have as well. And actually, it takes me so many times in a row to see an artist's name, to have it kind of like stick with me and like, you know, associate a name with a type of art making. Yeah, I just I, I know, know that I started with, with the list. With that. Sorry, I didn't I, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Oh, you. I was just saying I know that uh, for me, Poco Belly's show has kind of helped me, you know, uh, better memorize these artists' names because you're right. There's there's thousands of artists that I see every day. Yeah, definitely. I, I started to watch, finally, after I always saw it on my timeline, I started to watch the artist journals, and now I'm a little bit addicted because it's uh, <laughs> always very entertaining. And uh, you always see a lot of great teasers art, mostly. That is always something very different and, and fun, to, fun to dive into afterwards. So it's, it's a very fun show. I, I really love it. Well, I appreciate that. And you and my mom are addicted. Uh, so big shout out to mom if she's out there. And so, okay, yes. Yeah, so, and Ethereum, I assume, is where you started. Now, how long did it take you to discover, you know, what was going on on Tezos? I also started on Ethereum. It took me at least a year of kind of following. The, I thought I was following what was going on in the art scene on the blockchain. But then it was quite a revelation to me. When, after maybe three months being on object is when I first started to realize that there was stuff that just kind of really appealed to me. Uh, you know, I think it was Haiti Rocket, you know, JNK, who's now Kurt Hustle Collective, 
And then I started looking at what they were collecting. How was that journey for you? Because now you've you've even released art on Tezos, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was also a long process. I always thought, but I'm always like, I need some time to to really dive into it because I'm always thinking, yeah, I have a lot, always so much to find out and see on, on Ethereum. But one day I was like, okay, I, I will, now I will finally uh, <laughs> try to find good art on Tezos. And it's, it was incredible for me. It was like a different world because it's so small in comparison and the quality is i would say much higher like for like on ethereum like on foundation you have i don't know 200,000 pieces available and a lot is just like crap i would crap no i don't want to say that because it's not that there are some things that just want to sell with cheap ai art or something but there's like very generic art a lot of that and then on tezos it's more much smaller there are still a lot of artists, but I feel like there's much more quality experimental art, something that really makes you think that, that you didn't see before. And this, this was very interesting. And I, I really got into like a streak of collecting on Tezos until the money stopped flowing in. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> on Tezos, I could collect every day. It's like always so much good additions or one on ones for for good prizes so yeah well that is the strange thing about it i mean i i I don't know i didn't blow all my cash but i made a nice like amount of money in that bull market as many of us did especially if you're in the pfps and you know i had the mfers and i had like nine of those things i wish i'd sold them at six ETH. let me tell you that i did not but i still sold you know still did all right on those and uh i yeah like to your point i mean it's very addicting once you start collecting and i think part of the you know part of the reason is is exactly what you're saying it's so cheap and it's like so the value like i mean we haven't really seen i mean except for like a handful of artists who, who have taken off like maybe lewis osborne Uxine, maybe strange thing you know we haven't really seen like a huge payoff from buying this art in a sense interestingly but i still kind of think that could happen in the long term what do you think about the investment case i mean it sounds like that was part of the reason that mm. you were so excited to buy no it's not not it's not the reason to investment it's just i could still afford it you know i was i was doing the exact same thing for 10x the price on ethereum that i was just collecting collecting without any strategy and i i mm-hmm. blew all my profits from the bull market you know i'm i'm I don't need much. I need. I, I have a comfortable life, but I don't need much things. I don't need a fancy car or things like that. So, I I was very addicted also from the idea to help artists, like following their dream to live from their art. It was like a very comforting thought that you buy a piece of art, you own it, and you help someone with it. It's like a very, yeah. This is like the most beautiful thing about collecting art. And so I spent like I don't know three hundred Ethereum all my money on, on on Ethereum, on art pieces, just because I was so addicted to this feeling and not just because of that, because I was like, at some point I was deciding, I don't want to do something else. I want to somehow like fill my life with art and help artists or yeah, curate art. I don't know, with everything, everything that is surrounded with art, I want to fill my life with this and I need to find a way to 
keep doing it. It's still not. I'm still not there. <laughs> I'm not earning with with anything, but I'm. I, I I want to stay inside the world of art, and so I was like, okay, I would just spend my money that I luckily made in a bull market with crypto. I would just spend it on art, and I I will live the decentralized, uh, ideal thought of of like the how you say that sharing no, but like the, that you spare the money in all kinds of <laughs> directions and just uh, have art and, and and help people. And I think investment wise, it's the same like on thesis. It's the same like on Ethereum with most art that you buy, you don't make any money. I didn't make any money with art. It's not, not like the, the thought behind it. Maybe in, in 10 years, there will be some, hopefully some pieces that I, that I have that will be worth something. And I, and I keep, can keep collecting art. My, my goal is to keep collecting art and live my, my comfortable life that I have now that is not full of luxury. And um, that's the only thing that I need because uh, I, I don't think that it's necessary to drive a Lamborghini and all these kind of things when when so many people are struggling and so many beautiful souls like like all the artists that I met on my journey that are that are struggling to to can create uh, that this is in the society is not even like valued or, or or supported. So I feel that we have a big chance. Um, in with this space this is my my big dream i'm, I'm, I'm an idealist but uh i i feel you need to act like you want to see the world or the space changing so that's what i'm always trying to do even though it's not for my personal <laughs> personal it's your benefit econ benefit economic <laughs> growth <laughs> but yeah here we are <laughs> i so hear you, you. exactly here we are sorry Rintun, go ahead are you trying to just continue, you know, growing your trading and collecting or are you trying to like, um, I mean, I see that you've curated a lot of like, uh, what is it on cyber spaces and you're doing this object one, um, curation. Can you talk a little bit about curation? Yeah. So I'm not sure how I will, will like, I don't think, I will con yeah I I I don't not sure how I will make money from it all I, it's not like I don't want to make just money for the sake of money I wouldn't buy so much art if it would be like that but there will be some ways hope in the future when this space grows I I think I will be fine like at least in my in my like little expectations that I have monetarily how to how to spend the money in in real life so it will be fine somehow but this on cyber galleries that I made, this was like a fun thing in the beginning. It was not very, I don't, I, I probably should take off the links because I'm not very convinced anymore of how it's done. But it was all part of the learning process because like collecting, like judging, like curating art, it's all a big learning process that never stops. I'm a very beginning still of my journey, but I'm like curious to learn every day about it. And now that, like tonight I have the space with object one tomorrow is the drop so they I, I like normal like everyone I was applicating with a idea for curation about um, naive art in the digital space and in connection with web 3 and shared value shared values and uh, they they like um, how I say that agreed no they they, they yeah, sure, they, accepted, agreed, they accepted. They accepted. They accepted. I'm missing go. the words. <laughs> they accepted this curation, so I was like a little bit uh, strengthened in my my ideas that this is a good way for me and that I have some kind of 
some kind of eye talent for this all and that is like a good space to start off to grow and to keep growing and to use that this space very still very immature and i have a time to to grow myself also and there are not a lot of not a lot of professionals i would say collecting or um curating i see there are a lot more very good curators coming to the space which i find great but uh, yeah i feel we're very not super professionals but i also feel that i have time to grow but i i also have the feeling that this happens very fast like you said i started two years ago to see art and now i have tomorrow my first curated drop accepted from very great curators from object one so i'm very proud for for the development that i that i took and it has nothing to do with money and money spent like sometimes it's all about like the biggest collection the most expensive is the best one sometimes seen like this in social media um but these things you can buy you know and this the, the, the like something like that i'm very proud of because it's not something that you can buy it's something that you have to earn your for yourself so yeah yeah big congratulations on that too and as i like to say it's a testament to this space that you know you can go from buying your first art piece let's say a little over two years ago let's say to curating a pretty you know one of the more serious platforms we could say a, a a level platform in that short amount of time and i mean imagine trying to do that in the contemporary art world right you're just you'll be lucky just to get a curation anywhere within that time frame so that's again the beauty of this space is how really exactly. how how fast things can go and we have a ton of the artists that you're mentioning here there's a ton of people in here so if anybody wants to join and join us on stage and talk and ask unknown collector a question leave a comment feel free to put in a request and i will bring you on stage happily to join us here so i uh, so you you're doing the curation and tell us a little bit i am kind of back to this thing i you you were mentioning or i was mentioning that you were into ai art like it seemed like you kind of had a bit of a phase there are you still excited about ai art is what is next uh what what are you excited about right now with i mean you've been consuming this stuff like i have and like many people here almost probably everybody in this room practically what are you excited about right now where's this going uh and start with ai and if you can move over to what's next yeah so i definitely was like more excited about it six months ago because it was also new like all the visuality like the visuals and uh, all the pieces seemed so so new so never seen before like the glitches and all this kind of stuff it was very fascinating for me and uh, it it went on for a lot of time long time like that i uh, that i kept exploring and i always found new yeah new works that are that were like dragging me inside and that it was like i never saw that before it's so interesting i will I will research how it's done or what is, yeah, what's the idea of the artist? And I don't know. Um, so, but now with mid journey version five and this kind of things, and it's so easy to reproduce like photographs and all this kind of thing. It gets a little bit boring. Um, I'm still, still finding the same AI artists. Like my favorites are the same for the last months, I would say. Um, and it, I don't know if it will change because it's just so easy to to don't invest time to create art with it 
and uh, but in the end it's about using the glitches using the the language of the ai to use the weird things that it produces to make something unique to make something special and um, i feel that is like a lot of really good artists like um got into it and they're still using it and they're still doing it but like new people that start to use ai now with the new versions they got they get pushed into this this visuals this perfect 3d like this perfect photorealistic image and this is a little bit boring for me so um i was the, i was surprised from the from the fellowship drop uh, post po uh, photographic perspectives the last one is i found it was really interesting and they they push themselves to to go outside like the typical post photographic um visual so that was pretty interesting uh, i loved that and i knew most of the artists but some were new to me and it was it was very fun to to see the collections and to see the pieces and yeah so what's new i would say like now it's the same with the visuals that came out that was very interesting that was very new very raw very glitchy now the same thing is happening with the ai videos so i'm pretty excited to see more of those to see more animations made with ai it has like a special kind of charm um like this kind of abrupt movement it's not so smooth at the moment it's like this pulsating animation which is pretty pretty different to a normal animation which is fun but um, besides that um, i'm always open now i'm 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 more open and more interested in other kinds of genres and art um again after seeing so much ai art i also feel that i it, it sharpened my judgment about what's what's special what's unique what has a good idea what has a good visual visual idea and the conceptual idea and this kind of thing so I'm happy that AI came out like at the same time that I started to see art because it definitely helps to better your judgment, I would say. Like to to think about what makes art special. Is it the visual? Is it the idea? Is it yeah, what is what is what makes it special? So it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting and I'm pretty pretty happy that it aligned timeline-wise all of this with my with me. That I that I glitched into into art on the blockchain and AI and all of this kind of things. It, it does sort of turbocharge your judgment in a sense. We're back to that idea, your critical eye, is especially because it's like a whole different. I mean, you've made AI art as well, and as you know, it's like a completely different process from drawing. So all of a sudden. You know, if something is beautifully rendered, well, you're not thinking uh, the, the aesthetic isn't like, oh, look at how like it can be beautiful in and of itself. But it's got like it like as to your point, maybe it's just not as special or it has to be extra beautiful for it to be special in a sense. Like so you're almost starting to look beyond at other things. So it's an interesting place that you started and. T tell me what you think of this. I mean, my what I'm most excited about when I see AI art now, weirdly maybe, are the brush strokes. I mean, that stuff, or what we, maybe let's expand that and let's just call it textures. Uh, you know, because uh, then you have someone like Grafica, Grafica there, who I think is in the crowd here, 
I, you know, has these beautiful, I'd say textures. They're not so much uh, brush strokes, but then I see the work of like Strange Thing and, and others, maybe Lily Illo and these beautiful brush strokes. I, I feel like that is part of the newer AI is they're really able to make, you know, uh, brush strokes that rival uh, even what I'd be tempted to say, like, con you know, traditional oil paintings. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's like to find what can the AI do different than other mediums before, you know? It's not so much interesting to 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 have a photograph reproduced because we, we could or, or already take photographs, for me, for my personal taste. But exactly like you say, which kind of visuals can you achieve with the AI painting and the brush strokes, how you call it. And yeah, you have the great, you, you, you named some great examples. Grafiker is one of my favorite artists uh, um, in the space. And I feel it's like just so, he uses the AI glitches to perfection. Like it's there, there, but in the, like you're always like drawn in what is happening in the, in, in, in his pieces, you know, you, you, it, it combines, and combines the glitches with the with the aesthetics that are that are like yeah that you normally know it's like this mix like a simplistic piece and then there's this glitch that strikes out and you're like wow this is this is interesting yeah and maybe there there sorry go ahead i was just going to say maybe there's something to be said for as you're sort of i think you were kind of highlighting this idea that there are glitches like celebrating the glitches that are uh native to ai you know as a way of kind of you know, exploring the medium somewhat, and maybe those become a little bit more relevant. You know, in a in a certain context. Yeah, for me, this these are the brush strokes, the the new mm -hmm. ways of creating, like the oil, uh, like I don't know other materials. <clears throat> these glitches are like the brush strokes that are that are that only AI has. You know, that makes it special. If you can just reproduce things that are already existed, it's just uh, a way to mass production, but nothing else like there still can be beautiful pictures and you can use it for i don't know design stuff but for me art is always like disruptive in a way it always tries to to find something new and find something special in concepts in visuals and yeah this is the art that i like you know that's something that you try to highlight the weird things that surround us and with AI that is like pretty weird, you can make that in a very new and innovative way. And I, I admire if, if artists are trying to use that to their advantage and try to go deep in what, what can I achieve with the AI that wasn't possible to achieve before. That's maybe the, like, it's something super difficult to, to, to even do. So it's, it's, this is very impressive for me. Yeah, I, think I, one, agree. I, I, think I completely agree. Sorry, of, go ahead, Bertin. Sorry. I think uh, one thing that's kind of interesting is the way AI has affected um, art outside of AI tools. Um, because, you know, like with photography and everything, just like, uh, you know, using a camera, AI is capable of, you know, pushing out so many compositions, like really complicated images uh, at just a huge rate of production. Uh, that's that's harder to do as an artist, just drawing, painting, even, you know, whether that's with traditional mediums or on a tablet or something. Um, and I see a lot more artists who are kind of ambitious in 
trying to do like you you hear these these artists all the time that are trying to put out like a um an artwork a day or you know something to that effect and i think part of that is just trying to keep up with the rate of production that ai tools allow other creators uh to accomplish it's i for me it definitely like pushes the I don't want to say mediocre, but if you want to earn money with your art, of course, you need to have some kind of judgment, say, okay, this is good art, this is not so good art, because why should I buy it? You know, you need to, you need to judge it in some way to, to can make the decision, this is art that I want to buy. So I, let's say, like a mediocre illustration. Of course, now with AI, it will be pushed against the wall, it will, it will lose its, its, its special, um it's speciality you know it will be very easy to reproduce and this is a this is a challenge i feel it's also a challenge for artists to push themselves to find their what makes their art special to to others you know into images that can can be recreated maybe with with uh, ai so in the end it's like the natural development that you have to push yourself to keep up to date uh, and to still to still sell your art but the only thing that is problematic is that it's like swamped everywhere and it's hard to find the real good stuff this is for me the hardest part about all this easily produced ai images and for that when i entered the space i was like i curation all this gatekeeping stuff you know we don't need it but it's very much needed because it's just not possible in all the swamp to find to find everything that is good, it will be buried. So that I changed my opinion about that. Yeah. I mean, one thing that is kind of crucial for digital artists, I feel like is this, um, there's this like demand to be productive. And if you don't produce, you know, at least a couple artworks a week, or at least maybe one a week, then it's easy to get kind of buried beneath all the other image making that's being shared out there. And so that's, I mean, that's why I kind of brought up that point about AI kind of pushing artists to hustle a little bit harder. Do you feel yeah. that's, do you feel the same way? I yeah, mean, for, for I, sure. I see what you're saying where it's like, uh, you know, just to, to say it the way you said it, like, uh, you know, there's a lot of media mediocrity being pushed just for the sake of keeping up with a rate of production. Yeah, that's definitely a challenge, but it's like we need more content, real content curation, uh, other projects that are that are focused on art, that are spotlighting artists that are really, um, yeah, challenging us and with their art. So I feel it's not not another way. We won't go back. It won't it won't be better. It won't. The next bull market for NFTs it will be horrific you know what which kind of amount of ai art will be minted and try to get uh, sold so um we need to find a way to educate ourselves and more artists the same like like collectors you know i also feel some artists are trying to use ai and uh, produce images but they maybe they don't know how 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 not special it is like how easy it is actually like i that i try to produce with with uh, create images with ai and um, i always try to find something that i maybe can bring into it you know 
of course in an amateur level because I'm not a, not a, not an artist and I'm very new to this but like an idea at least an idea that is different that I didn't see before even though the visuals can like it looked like a photograph but it may be some some concept that I didn't see before or something like that uh, Chaz Gold has been waiting very very patiently on stage here Chaz Gold welcome to the show where are you calling from uh, I'm from Portland Oregon oh nice nice uh, so do you have a comment or a question? I'm like, so many comments, so many questions, so many <laughs> thoughts, but I'm going to try to try to break it down. First, I, first I'm going to say, like, about the mediocrity thing, like, that's, I'm glad that somebody's finally saying something about it, because, like, I've been keeping my mouth shut about that for the longest time. I'm just, like, I'm, like, watching, like, art scroll by on my screen sometimes. I'm like, crap, crap. Crap! Low, low effort, low effort, low effort, low effort. It's like it drives me crazy when people like. It's like if you're gonna do AI art, put some effort into changing it a little bit from the from just the prompt. If you're gonna do just prompt work, then sell it for less less money. Don't don't charge people up the wazoo for something that you did in like three seconds. You know what I mean? Like I mean, you might prompting might be that good, and I know because I've been doing AI for two and a half years now. Like art. I've been doing this since the early days of like of like of Wombo and like in like in like a uh, uh, dream ca or uh, night cafe and and God God knows that I I probably sunk fifteen hundred dollars into Snowpixel.app back in the day, you know, because I couldn't figure out how to do my brain could not wrap around itself get around about a Google Google Cloud folders I just didn't understand it didn't know it didn't want to learn it I figured like you know, just put money into it I could just make more art and like just get a, get get on with it you know what I mean. Um, but I was going to add the one thing I want to ask about it that I, that I didn't hear come up, um, is, uh, additions versus one-on-ones. What's your thoughts on it? Hey, nice to meet you first. And, uh, let me say one comment to the, what you said. I, I feel it ha doesn't even have to do with the medium. If, if there's a lot of mediocre art, it just has to be like that, you know, because, to something to be great, there needs to be also something that is not so great. It's just normal, and we see that in every kind of medium. But just with AI, it's it's pushed into the <laughs> into an extreme number that you see every day, and it is challenging, like you said. Um, but it has, for me, not so much to do with if it's raw AI, because you can still have a vision. Like for example, um, Inigo Bilbao, he like is making this horrific human AI animal <laughs> computer sculptures with AI that are completely raw. He doesn't change a thing. He just pushes himself, produces so many outputs, tries to like find the little different word. I don't know how he does it uh, to, to arrive at his at his uh, pieces yeah, and how, to very how to curate impressive. how to curate all your final images is what you're saying exactly and that if you have a good idea if you just produce raw you say like make something with it and this most of the time it's, it's just, this is important but there can be raw ai art that has like a a concept like like a concept that is interesting that you can still say this is so much better than than art that is like i don't know produced in in one month you know but very rarely yeah, I'm just saying, like, the, I just don't hate, I hate seeing art that looks like somebody walked across your keyboard and, and smashed your keyboard in mid-journey and you got something cool out of it. And I can, I don't know, maybe I can just 
Because I've been doing it for so long, maybe I can just tell, like, when people have done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I think like, so, oh. yeah. <laughs> I think so. so. And that's important that you... If I would recommend every artist, collector, and everyone to just see... I don't know if it's the easiest thing is to try to produce oneself or to see like the mid journey feed and then you can, yeah, you get an idea of which things are very easily reproduced and done and without the real like artistic <laughs> idea. With, with like people learning their, their prompting really, really well and tiding so tight that like you can prompt something perfect straight out of the, out of like the first, the first run. But it took that person usually, like, I know personally for me, it's taken me years to get to where I can write those kind of prompts. And now I'm, I'm trying to go back from mid-journey back over to Sable Diffusion again. And I'm like, I'm having a hard time transitioning back over to Sable Diffusion because the prompting is a whole different animal over there. And I was like, man, I forgot about this. So I was like, wow. You know, but, you know, so I can tell it's almost the, it's the whole story of Picasso when the lady walks in the, into the, the cafe and asked him to him to draw something for her, and he sketches something out on the napkin, and he hands it to him. He goes, "That's three hundred dollars, please." And she's like, three hundred dollars? You just draw something for like ten seconds on the napkin." And he was like, "Yeah, but it's the thirty years of experience that I got here to draw that in that napkin that I'm charging for." Yeah, I love well, I, lo I love that story. <laughs> That's really funny. It, it's almost an argument for rock AI uh, in the end. And Ella, I want to bring Ella on stage here, who has also been waiting patiently here. Ella, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm calling from London. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for bringing me up on stage. I really appreciate it. Um, if it's okay, I just wanted to chip in on the on the discussion that's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, question, comment, whatever you like, uh, go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so w we've got into the whole AI thing again, which is absolutely fine because AI is a huge topic. It is the single most transformative technology um, of our generation. Um, you know, it, it's up there with the invention of the printing press or the invention of the Internet in terms of what it's going to do to human society. And I'm not just talking about art. I'm talking about the technology itself uh, that underpins these, um, you know, these tools that we're all using. Um, there's a lot of low effort AI around now. I completely agree. And um, if anything, I mean, I, I did traditional art for 20 years or whatever, however old I am, I don't know, um, my whole life. Um, used AI for about the last year and it is the amount of low effort stuff that's out there that is actually it's kind of almost pushing um, certainly me and other people as well away from wanting to use it um, because you know if you come up with anything cool somebody's just going to slap it into mid-journey use the describe function and there's going to be 20 low rent rip-offs um, before you've even posted it on your timeline you know um, well, I, I do remember I've tried that. It, it actually, I did. I found it didn't really work. I was just kind of curious if that, if the describe worked. Have you tried it and it works? I've used it on some of my own stuff as a test. Um, when I was still doing AI, I've kind of stopped mostly recently. Um, but yeah, if I could get a really close result by using describe and then reprompting, I'd bin oh. it. An idea, basically, because I know I'm just going to get copied in three seconds, which is sad. But the point I wanted to make was. A few months ago, um, you had Grant Young copies everywhere. It was minimalism, wall to wall, everybody doing rip off minimalism. And then a few months before that, you had, um, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm throwing shade on anyone, but there was a lot of, you know, women in leopard print, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of specific style of illustration. Again, nothing wrong with that if you like that style of art, but it was everywhere. It was wall to wall. 
And then before that, you had, um, you know, 18 months ago, half of foundation was anime, you know. So th there are trends and there are always going to be trends. And there's always going to be some people that execute those trends beautifully with real thought, real effort, real passion, real conviction, because they love that style of art. And then there's going to be a herd of people copying them because they see an easy buck. And I don't feel like it's fair to beat AI up for that particular thing, because it's just going to be the next style, the next trend, whatever it is in another few months time. Anyway, that was just what I came up to say. And thank you so much for allowing me to say it. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And I think you bring up some very interesting points, Ella. And, you know, my take on that whole thing is if it's that easy to copy, I think it should be pushed further. I think then it's probably too easy to make. I mean, maybe that's, uh, I again, if the describe function works that well, then maybe that's not a fair point on my side. But I think, you know, if it's that easy, then it should be pushed further. Maybe there should be more editing Maybe there should be more blending of other works so that, you know, because if you're using the blend uh, command on mid-journey, I would be surprised if people could easily reproduce that without kind of knowing what the source image was, for example. You know, and it's so it's quite interesting, uh, you know, and, it, I, and to your point, though, it, I think it, yeah, I, I think it should be, or adding to your point, I think it should be harder to make than being able to copy it that fast. I think it needs to be pushed further because, you know, when I'm making art, it's not like you take the first AI thing that you get and then you go, okay, now it's for sale. Uh, pr probably some people do that. But I mean, as you know, we had Clown Vamp on, he described his process as like, it sounded like thousands of images were involved before that kind of final, you know, special image that clown vamp wanted to you know use and release uh do you have any uh, quick comments on that before i uh turn it over to you don't know who we are 100 percent. um if you're doing ai right then you're treating it almost like a photographer does you know you take thousands and thousands of pictures um and you need skill and experience and knowledge just to get your shots set up and to know which pictures to take but then you end up with thousands and it goes back to what the guys were saying before you've got to be able to curate and then you've also got to be able to edit. Um, I don't think I've ever spent any less than about, I think the quickest was about four hours, but usually eight to 12 hours on any AI piece that I've actually minted. Um, you know, all the post-processing, the tweaking, just getting it exactly right. Um, and yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you say. It comes down to effort and intent um, if you really want to sum it up in a single sentence. Beautifully summed up there. Uh, I appreciate the uh, just the the economic language there. You don't know who we are. Welcome to the show. Thank you for for joining us. Where are you calling from? And you don't need to tell us. <laughs> Hi, Pocobelli, Rumtum, and no collector, and every friend in Santiago, and everyone is is nice to be here among friends. And I'm talking from Brazil and the interior of São Paulo. And it, it's so nice to, to hear you, you guys talk. And I've been following, following No Collector for some time. And it's always, always a pleasure to read this thread, the threads that he makes and hear the, his, thoughts, his thoughts and know about he, he pro the process of the collecting. 
and I have to say that it's more more good to hear his voice and know here actually he's saying how passionate he are about collecting art. He it makes uh, all the difference. And if and I know that you collect from uh, a lot of Brazilian artists, then that's is big, big huge for for us. And you know it's it, it's very hard to make living in Brazil from art. So it's a, a great thing to have to support and to feel evaluate, uh, evaluated. And <laughs> uh, and I want to talk about to about this. Uh, what you're talking about a AI works because uh, from the first time that I, I saw some some AI works to I I didn't like them and I uh, was very uh, I don't know I didn't like uh, so much of the AI works that I I were seeing but after I I started to using it and uh, I don't know found out that this could be a, a great creative partner is changed my my mind and I don't know using the photographs that we we took from some physical masks and creating other works of AI uh, would has been so great you know like to see our creativity and the technology being together to create another image and another kind of masks and styles and I don't know every single of this and I don't know I just want to to thank you all and I want to ask to Uno collector what he what are he what he think about what makes like uh, an artist unique and how he he judge it if he do some research and I don't know that kind of stuff. And thank you all. <laughs> Thanks for that. That was very nice words, and I, I, I agree. It's a it's a big chance for like artists in Brazil. Yeah, I heard a lot of talked about a lot of uh, artists of Brazil that they said that it's it was tough to sell art, and now with NFTs they have the chance, and there are a lot of super talented men and women in in uh, Brazil that are creating art, and so it's it's glad that we could with nft space open the door for them to show their talent and their vision to the world and hopefully this is just a start and to your question what makes somebody special i would say this changed a lot you know i i i changed from seeing just one image to trying to see like what is the vision of the art like this is for me we have a lot of we have a lot of new artists in the space that are just finding their voice that are experimenting this is so nice and you can see i love to see the process like where they started where they're now and there are some that are creating for so many years and you can see that in their pieces too that they already found their their vision they have different maybe visualities like i always i, I saw here sky goodman uh, now and um for example, has has so much different visual uh, ideas, I would say, but it's always possible to see the artistic voice behind it all. And this is something very special, and I think, think that we all forget that a lot here with the fast-paced 
um, world and we always hype an artist for some months and then he's forgotten and try to make money. Some collectors try to make money with that and the hypes that we said and all this kind of stuff. But the real value and the real, like, who's doing something special or not will be visible in for most in, in, in maybe some years, you know, to see if they they kept producing and kept creating um, art that, that, that pushes their, their own vision and their own view on the world and on art. and Yeah, so I'm trying to always, like, um, see now than before, try to see the, the history of an artist and see where they come from on the blockchain because, yeah, I don't have other references, at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, to see what is... This is the most interesting part for me, like, where somebody starts and if they're professional for 30 years or if they're like a newcomer and they try to make it here and do they have interesting ideas and do they have have the passion and yeah these kind of things uh, do they have the vision <laughs> uh santiago uh, and we're gonna have to be faster here because i have a moving truck coming in about 20 minutes here uh santiago welcome to the show calling from how Odenway. are you guys oh, great how are you, you. Poco, Rune. You see, how are you doing? It's great to hear you. Great to hear you too, Santiago. Do you have a yeah. Or a comment? I was sent to Earth to fight with unknown collector, but I, I, I will be easy on him today. How are you, man? <laughs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> All good. It was great to hear your story. Really beautiful chat. And it was very cool too that ai is still a hot topic it brings some different views and it's, it sounds fun it always makes think at least for this short period that is so important so yeah i was gonna ask about your 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 artist side you have been making some ideas about the space right turning them into prompts and artworks and how will that follow that's a good question <laughs> I, 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 this, first of all i love the energy and i love the the portuguese uh, pronunciation of the english like with a lot of energy so uh, you bring some almost finishing the the space but now we are awake again <laughs> so uh, for my art I or my creations I would say I would say that I'm an artist because you have to prove that you're an artist for some time and not just say I'm a, for me at least you know um, but my creations I don't have really have like a plan for them because I can't pressure it I I don't want to just sell something it's not about that it's more about do I have fun and do I have feel that it is adding at least a little bit to something you know that i that i feel satisfied that i that i found something new for myself inside the art or um that i could convey a message through art that that maybe is a little bit more um that stays you know that's the cool thing about art that it stays on the blockchain and will be there tweets go away bad tweets go away thanks god also you know, we deserve, we, we don't deserve some tweets and um, 
yeah so my my this is just a whole different journey I, I i take all the time that i have i don't think that i'm especially talented or something as an artist i have no i i'm doing some ai art and hope i can go from there when i have some more time and some faces with less projects that i can explore also digital painting and all these kind of different mediums to just have fun and grow and um see where it's going and see if the ideas are coming and yeah i don't i don't want to pressure myself with that and i, I i'm not doing it excellent I, I, go ahead go ahead may i ask just one more short question yeah thanks poco uh, what how do you see this uh, kind of uh, crossing roles would be but it's just the nature of of this space now but uh, collectors that get the itch to make art and many do great stuff and artists constantly collecting art how how do you see this i, I guess positively but what's your reading on all this happening in this period of time and in this art scene i think like what i think is not perfect it's like when an art and a collector makes we had that before that he made like a pretty easily reproduced image without an interesting idea for me and sold very high and this kind of thing it feels a little bit uh, unfair towards the artists that create for all their life and so much they have so much ideas and so much skills and so much yeah everything that art needs and that they are struggling but it's, it's like it is the world's not fair so um in general i love that that collectors create because it opens also your mind up to a different angle to art you can learn about like appreciate different things uh, in the process differently and you learn much more and you maybe realize what is important to look up or to research or to learn about and read about and so it's that's very cool and very important somehow to appreciate art more that you are collecting and then the, on the opposite it's i hope this will re, will be rewarded in the future that a lot of artists now not only are minting themselves but also collecting from other artists and hopefully have some masterpieces that will be worth a lot in the future so they can create uh, with more calm also in this kind of like perspective that they had some great investments i i, I wish that i i think it's not super like who knows you know who knows maybe always we will keep chasing the trends and all the art that we collected will <laughs> it will stay worthless but i don't think so and I, when you look how collecting works in general in the world and and the psychology behind it i don't think that this will change so much and um yeah so i hope that uh, it will pay off for everyone that is collecting art on the side as an artist and i love to see it and i always love to browse collections of artists because um if i have an artist that i think is very great is that i love that i love i'm i'm almost sure if if that artist collects art that this that is great art that he, that they collect so um right. yeah I, I think it was Art Gnome that was saying artists make the best collectors. And I thought that was just an interesting point, whether it's true or not. And I, th I think it's also interesting what you're mentioning about how collectors, there's a real benefit for collectors in making art. I think it really helps you kind of, you know, develop as a collector. 
And I also just like, it's another thing I really like about this space is the wall that's breaking down between the artist and the collector. Artists are becoming, you know, much bigger collectors than they are in the contemporary art world. And collectors are becoming artists and sometimes they're pretty darn good. So it's really interesting. And AI and pixel art totally makes that possible. MVP, welcome to the show. Are you still here? Yes, MVP is still here. Uh, I'm going to ask you to make it a little bit quicker, if possible. Uh, welcome back. You may be on mute. Are you still here? Oh, MVP might have had to go. Oh, there he Okay, MVP. You can't speak, I feel. It doesn't work. I'm going to invite to speak again. Like he is not muted, or they are not muted, but... Uh... He might have pressed the wrong button. Uh, I invited you to speak, MVP. So in the meantime, we will quickly go to It's Nas. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you have a quick question or comment for Unknown Collector, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. So, hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I have a question and um, about the Unknown Collector because um, when I'm joining to the NFT space, I I met the Unknown Collector as a um that uh, ten uh, ten uh, people I um, I know in the NFT space. So um, and I know you as a builder all the time. You know, it's not about the uh, collector or artist. You know, and um, my question is, um, what's the purpose about the uh, building? And uh, are you thinking uh, the people understanding your concern? about the um, NFT culture um, because I saw many times uh, you down because of uh, the behavior of NFT culture. And um, sometimes um, I'm, I like you, you know, and I really love to know about what's your purpose about the, um, building the community or building the NFT culture in Web3. So yeah, thank you so much. So Thanks. That's a good question. I would say it's it's a long question. I try I will try to make it short because we don't have much time. But um, like to for me, the more important than money, for example, is like to have a passion about something that you wake up and you are passionate about to do it and to to grow something. You don't even know where where it will go. You know, I'm not not sure what is my purpose of it. But I know that before this. I was always very, like, without a lot of motivation to, to like, really professionally saying, to start my day. And I don't, didn't know what I want to do with my life, like something with a bigger purpose. I, I, I have a master's degree in psychology, but I always felt that it's also very heavy on myself in this kind of job. Like, it's a lot of pressure and it's tough to really be happy surrounded by so heavy problems all the time so i was like you need to be very strong to do this kind of job and um i was not very happy and i when I, since i discovered art in this space and i saw that i can have like an influence i i not an influence but i try to always say that don't take it seriously like you i am growing in this space like everyone else and it's so beautiful that you i have the chance as an art outsider to to grow and um to 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 make my opinion up and people listening and i don't get excluded like it's the same in the, for artists than for me like a collector and curator in the traditional world you know here you have the chance 
to be heard and to to participate at least a little bit, you know. It, often we are not heard and we're ignored and hypes and scams and these things are, are bigger, but in the end, like every little change that we that we can do is, is worth something. That's that's what I feel. So I'm just trying to push my ideals of of putting the artist and the art first to to give them something that they that we can create something that really helps to change something in the life of an artist because I feel for me at least it opens so much doors mentally and uh, from a happiness point of view to see so much great art and to dive into it and to to really try to understand or feel it even and often art can't be understands it but just felt you know and uh, it's it's something beautiful and I just feel that it's the right thing and I'm not sure where this all will go uh, but since I started there was always a new project that I could take on and everything was a learning experience even though this is all like voluntarily unpaid and uh, uh, at some point I probably need to see if I can keep going doing it uh, because we all need to live but it's just so much fun and I hope I can continue and I will find the next project, I will find the next step and that I can keep pushing the space like I want to see it that is like favoring artists and I try not to see all the shit that is happening on the side to really like see my vision for it and that I keep going after it and I, I that I not doesn't matter what happens on the side. Absolutely. Yeah. Really, I, I, you know, it's like, funny going somewhere. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I, you cut out for a second there. So I started. No, 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 no. Um, it was the perfect moment. It was perfect. I was finished. Okay. Good. I was just going to say, you know, it's funny. I uh, I miss like so much of the stuff that happens on the side and I wonder if it's just because I'm so I follow the artists that I like and everything and just artists in general and uh I miss a lot of it. I, I'm always like where's everybody getting all this information from? MVP, welcome back to the stage. Uh can you make it quick because I actually have to leave in about less than maybe 8 minutes here. So maybe a quick question here or comment whatever you like. Welcome back. Yay, thanks for bringing me back up. Sorry, it's uh, the typical Twitter rugville. Um, for sure. Hardcore <laughs> today. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, thanks for having Unknown on and Unknown, thanks for, for being on. Um, just wanted to express my appreciation for what you do for the space um, as an art educator. I I just love the voice that you bring to the space and I think the, the respect that you'd garnered from speaking your mind um, and and not being afraid to say things that need to be said, I think that the space the space uh, needs a voice like yours in it. Um, so definitely, just wanted to come up and say um, I read you, I hear you, and uh, keep keep on keeping on, man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's always nice to hear. To to keep staying motivated because yeah, sometimes we uh, I think we all have that that we think like. It's just so abstract to live in this virtual digital space that just is like words and images. <laughs> so sometimes we need to remind ourselves that this is real and that we are doing something that we believe in and uh, has some purpose for ourselves and for people around us. So uh, it's nice to hear these words. I just, echo that beautifully put. Sorry, go ahead, MVP. No, thank, thank, thanks, Paco. Um, just one more quick question. Um, I wonder what you think about 
um, like legacy works that are being minted and, and brought into the marketplace. Um, and or if you want to speak to any kind of like traditional media and it kind of just seems like at least for now, the trend is for like whatever's new is is kind of what's what's, uh, you know, popular and, and, and being bought by collectors. Um, and I wonder if it's just, uh, you know, if it's a pendulum, it'll swing back the other way. Or if really what NFTs do represent is kind of avant-garde, cutting edge of, of the art space. So I think it's like we are mixing here in the space, like this fast making money with art and with collecting in the traditional way. So it's very mixed and we all feel it's all just one pot, but it's happening like at the same time, you know, there will always be people trying to make money on hypes and I don't know how it works, how they do it, but I'm sure they are somehow pushing it to, <laughs> to, to, to get that, get value that is not there. But I think that like historic works and uh, all these kind of things will always have appreciation in some circles and will always be important and we can also see that with generative art like art blocks now have like their new in, in midst of the bear market there is like the appreciation for it so much and um so i also think that like with photography like the really good photography collections that that were like shaping the space in the beginning and also something that is coming new that maybe has like something a new twist on photography i think you need to stand out of course uh, to the mass of collections but like the historic, very good collections that, that are out there, they will gain in value, but it needs time. It needs a lot of time. It needs more people that understand what is the value of a photography on the blockchain. Like it's revolutionary that, that you mint the piece of photog photography on the blockchain before AI could recreate everything, you know, before it could recreate every photograph. And you had this piece here minted in this time that is very short, like when this the time span before before NFTs and before AI, this is so short. This time span is so it will be so important in the future, and in, 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 it takes time. It takes time, and I think that's the thing that we always forget because everything is so fast lived and so hyped, and and we should, yeah, we should we should take a step back and try to understand that it's not like to sell not easy and it's it shouldn't be the main priority uh, of course if you live from it it's a different kind of story but you need to like give in to a lot of pressure like like runetune said like mass produce more because you need to keep up with the space to do to sell constantly so i think we just need time we need to mature we need more educators like real people that know about art that are hurt so i always am open to to listen to people that are, that that have a, like a lot of experience and that I can that I can borrow my voice and I always try to borrow my voice to to people that that are not heard but that have a lot to say and it's yeah because social media is a strange place you know it's popularity and these kind of things and it's very at the end, it's a little bit stupid actually but uh, that's why I started my account I I I visioned that I can somehow give a positive voice in the midst of all the grifters and scammers and people trying to make money and it's now it's slowed down in the bear but it's it's happening and we're we're getting hurt and i hope to continue that like like this
Well, exactly like MVP says, you are being heard, Unknown Collector. And Vigay, very quickly, do you have a question, comment for Unknown Collector? Hello, hello, everyone. I sent a lot of love from Greece. Yeah, I have some <laughs> more questions and uh, very thankful for this. Uh, all of, I can tell a lot of educational um, information was. Thank you so much. Really appreciate uh, one more question. I uh, wanted to ask you how you choose uh, artists or a photographer or someone, uh, another artist uh, for collection. It's uh, someone inspiring or uh, uh, you know this person so long time and uh, uh, you follow him and uh, take a look uh, what do, what going on or uh, you just come in random, take and go away. <laughs> Yeah, so that's also a good question. It is also, it's changed a lot. In the beginning, I was like, want to help as many people as possible, as many artists. So I just collected one piece of everyone, and it was like exciting. And I don't know, but uh, it's not some like it's it's also hindering the growth of both because you feel responsible for so many artists, like a little bit. But you cannot keep up. I cannot. I collected from. I'm not sure. I'm sure we are getting close to one thousand different artists. So it's impossible to keep like helping them and pushing their art and this kind of thing. So now that also I don't have money anymore, <laughs> I spend it all uh, and I try to focus when I collect, I always try to focus on artists that I really think that I really believe in them, that I believe in their vision, that I believe in their visual, that I believe in their concept and their, in their grit and in, in their passion. And I try to keep, supporting them if i have some money on to spare so that's at the moment my my strategy i think it's it's we need it all you know we need the the streaks of collecting from somebody that gets into nfts and addicted and it's like collecting everything and this is also something like that lifts up the spirit and that everybody sees yeah we are we're still going and it's like the first time now since like always we had like slow phases but there was coming one collector collecting it all and it was always fun, but now we have we have a little bit of a very slow, very very slow time. So I hope somebody will find their love for for art and NFT soon, and they go crazy with <laughs> their money. Well, like you say, it's like it's too much fun to imagine this going away. You know, like it really is fun for those that get into it. August Ground, glad to have you on the show. Be very quick if you can in the dying minutes <laughs> of the show. All right, can you hear me, sir? Uh, loud and clear. Fabulous. I just want to say, especially to the two of you, um, that passion, that sort of leap of faith is precisely what creates value in art. And we are the people, if you look traditionally at things that weren't considered art and that were sort of peripheral or problematic, it's the people that had that sort of passion or leap of faith that brought that work to the world and i think that's what the two of you are doing and i just want to commend you on that because sometimes it's really fucking difficult <laughs> so um yeah that's all thanks a lot very nice of you to say that august and great to hear from you i see the comments uh let me wrap this up here unknown collector do you have any final thoughts before we turn to rune tune 
and sign off here. Yeah, I want to say to your show and how you do things. And I love, like, you keep pushing every day your artist journals. You're not even sure, like, where, where this will go. You're just doing it out of passion and, like, better in a very incredible way. And I hope that more people will find these artist journals and they will look back at it at some time. We're like, wow, this guy, like, what a passion in the start <laughs> of the NFT world. And he was, like, just putting it out there and with a lot of with a lot of sensibility and thought and um, always mad, like always caring for what is the community telling him and this is, you're doing a great job and I hope more people will will find you soon. Well, I totally appreciate it and you showing up on spaces like this definitely helps that mission. And you know, just on that point, like what's so weird about it for me, I mean it's weird for me too obviously in the sense that I don't know what's going to be said where the discussion's going to go. Like it It, it really is a community effort. Like, I'm amazed at where the show is going in the sense just intellectually. Like, and I almost, you know, I'm moving. I almost didn't do the last show and I was so glad I did. I was like, that was so interesting where it went. And, you know, when I don't do the show, it's not like the conversation continues in my head and develops, you know, maybe a little bit, but nowhere near as fast. So it really is, it's Socratic, you know, so I appreciate the thoughts, but it really is a, a conversation. Uh, Rune Tune, do you have any final thoughts before we sign off here? No, I think uh, MVP said it best. Uh, you know, unknown collector, your authenticity and your passion definitely comes through very loud and clear. And uh, we all appreciate you for that. Thanks for coming on and talking with all of us. Thanks. It was a pleasure. I hope we do it someday again. A lot, lot to talk about still. Well, we would love to have you back. So maybe in like, I don't know, five or six months or something, whenever, let's do that again for sure. Thank you, everybody, for coming on stage. Thank you, Unknown Collector. Thank you, Rune Tune. And thank you, everybody else out there listening. Uh, thank you for just another awesome show. And I hope you have a great week. And until next time, take care. Thanks and bye.